Well, friends, it is a new year, which really doesn't mean anything except that the calendar has rolled over and we have to remember to write 2024 on our papers and checks. There's nothing magical about the new year. Nothing changed at 12.01 on January 1st. It's all accounting. And yet, we use the new year as an occasion to remind ourselves that things can change, that we can change. Of course, that's true every day, but because we're so resistant to change, because we get so comfortable, we have these special times where we remember that we can turn the page, we can restart the clock, we can start again. Now, one thing we often do around this time of year is make resolutions, commitments to become a better version of ourselves. Anyone make a resolution for 2024? Anyone break a resolution for 2024? I see a few honest folks back there. You know, the gym gets more crowded and the donut shop gets less crowded on January 1st. But by the time January is over, those numbers have usually reverted back to normal. Change is hard. Starting again is hard. I saw a movie over the holiday break in addition to the usual classics, Elf and A Christmas Story and The Grinch, whatever your Christmas classics are. I saw one more. It was called My Octopus Teacher. Have any of you seen this movie? Okay, a few of you have, that's wonderful. It's a documentary about a filmmaker who spends a year free diving in a kelp forest, diving every day, and he slowly forges a connection with an octopus. Now, an octopus only lives about a year. I didn't know that before seeing this movie. So the filmmaker gets to experience almost its entire life cycle, all the triumphs and travails of its existence. Now, I don't want to spoil it for you in case you choose to see it. It is a beautiful movie, and I think it's going to show up again and again these next few weeks during this sermon series, so maybe you should see it as homework. <laughs> but one thing that struck, struck me was why the filmmaker, a man named Craig Foster, why he did this in the first place. Why start jumping in the ocean day after day? Well, early, early in the film, Foster says that he was burned out. He was burned out by his work. He was suffering from depression. He was feeling a growing distance between himself and his family and, and the world around him. He needed to recharge, to reconnect, to start again. And so he almost literally baptized himself every day dunking his head beneath the waters, every day washing away the accumulated grief and grit of life, every day making himself available to wonder and connection and joy. That's what starting again is really about. Not just starting a new exercise routine or a, or a healthier diet, though there's nothing wrong with any of that. But starting again really means immersing ourselves in new possibilities, making ourselves available to wonder and connection and joy. So we're going to spend the next month talking about starting again 
and what we all need to do to start again well. So we begin at the beginning, right at the start of Mark's gospel, where like the filmmaker in My Octopus Teacher, people are coming down to the water to be baptized, to start again. Now it's interesting that in Mark's gospel, the good news doesn't begin with anything resembling Christmas. Did you notice that? There's no birth story, no angels or shepherds or wise men, no Mary and Joseph. There's no mystical poetry about the time before time as we find in John's gospel. Instead, we just get this wild prophet, John the Baptist, dunking people underwater, calling them to repent. Repent. You know, I just saw the Oxford Dictionary's list of the top words from 2023. Anyone know what the top word was from 2023 according to the Oxford Dictionary? Some of you know it because I heard it. Riz, that's right. The top word was riz, which is short for those of you who don't know. It's short for charisma, which means charm or attractiveness. You know what word is not going to make the top 10 list of words, is never gonna make the top 10 list of words? Repent. (laughs) Repent is an old fashioned word. It calls to mind old time tent revivals or, or maybe monks whipping themselves for every time they have a wayward thought. But the word repentance actually comes from the Greek metanoia, which means to think again, to think anew, to have a change of mind, a change of consciousness. Mary Oliver says the path to heaven doesn't lie down in flat miles. It's in the imagination with which you perceive the world. Repentance is about the imagination. It's about seeing differently. You know that famous optical illusion where the same image can be seen as either an old woman or a young woman? You know what I'm talking about? Most of us see only one of the images when we first look at it, but but with some effort, some imagination, with some refocusing of our vision, we can get ourselves to see the other image as well. Repentance is like that. It invites us to shift our imagination, to see a new pattern, a new possibility, to see the light sometimes hidden in the dark, to open ourselves to the joyous, liberating surprises of God. Starting again starts with repentance, thinking differently, imagining a new possibility. I really think this kind of repentance is a a gift. There's a reason we begin every worship service with a confession of sin. It's it's not because we're, we're obsessed with how grimy human beings can be. It's because we think it's always possible to start again. It's always possible to repent, to imagine a new possibility. I can still remember a few years ago 2020. Can you remember all the way back to 2020, the year of COVID? Can you remember that far back? Around the Floyd House, we started calling 2020 the year of why not? It just seemed like one unprecedented event after another, all against the backdrop of a pandemic that had completely shut down the world. It reached the point where after each increasingly improbable improbable event, we just started saying, why not? 
Another hurricane? Why not? Nobody can find any toilet paper? Why not? Murder hornets? Do you remember murder hornets? Why not? An RV-sized asteroid giving the earth a close shave? Why not? There was a kind of fatalism in that why not, a surrender even. Why not? But what if we repent? What if we see differently? What if we stretch our imaginations and dare to hope that a new thing is possible? What if here on January 7th, as we start again for 2024, what if we turn that why not around? This will be the year we finally forgive and move on. Why not? This will be the year we give our families the best of ourselves rather than what's left over. Why not? This will be the year we make our peace with our jobs or find better jobs or do the same job but in a new way. Why not? This will be the year we start hiking or gardening or start making art or fall in love for the first time or the 500th time. Why not? This will be the year we let faith rise up in us, not a reasoned and ordered and docile faith, but a disorderly faith, a surprised, filled faith, a faith that causes a a lump in our throats and, and lights a fire in our bellies, a faith that makes us homesick for a world where children are safe and healthy and loved and there's no more war or cruelty or poverty and we live with each other and with all of God's creatures in peace. Why not? Isn't that what the seasons of Advent and Christmas and Epiphany have all been about? The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Generation after generation waited for some light, some sign that God was still with them, that the world could become something new. And they found their long-suffering hopes fulfilled on that holy night in that little town of Bethlehem. Of course, their hopes weren't fulfilled in, in exactly the ways they expected. After crying out to God, after years waiting for a sign, their answer finally came in the silence of a stable. God didn't send a mighty king. God sent a little baby shivering in the cold. So the people had to repent. They had to change their minds. They had to think differently to see God at work redeeming the world in a tiny manger surrounded by sheep and donkeys. Why not? A couple of years ago, I was winding through some wooded areas, taking a little back road on my way to the interstate, and I was minding my own business, tangled up in my own thoughts. And I glanced out the window, and, and what to my wondering eyes should appear but this huge, graceful deer right beside the car, running along almost as if we were racing. I mean, I could hardly believe my eyes. I, I slowed down, and, and the deer bounded across the road in front of my car and then, and then ran along the other side of the road for a while, as like he wanted me to follow And then he jumped back across the road and and bounded off into the trees. And it was like I had had fallen into some kind of fairy tale, like a scene from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe or something. It It was magical. So here's the question. 
Was that deer intended for me? Was that deer my octopus? Was that gray-brown flash of beauty and holiness there to remind me that hope is possible, that joy is possible, that despite the sometimes cold and dark state of things, the warmth and the light are returning to our world and in fact never left it? Was it a divine visitation? Why not? So as we start again, let me add one New Year's resolution in 2024. Practice saying, why not? This year and every year, receive the gift of repentance. Think differently. See the light sometimes hidden in the dark. Open yourself to the joyous, liberating surprises of God. Why not? Thanks be to God. Amen.